At the third stroke, it will be time for the town hall tapes. Beep. 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 You are in for the ride of your life. Hello there. This is Town Hall Tapes, your half-decent podcast uh, talking about local government and community issues in South London, particularly around Greenwich and in Lambeth. Uh, I'm Daryl Chanley, coming to you live from Charlton this, this evening. And with me at the other end of this telephone line is Jason Cobb. Hello, Jason. Hello. Hello. How are things? All right, Daryl? Oh, good. I've just been there cheered by watching Rochdale draw with the Tottenham in the Cup. Yes, yes. Good, good. So we are on, I believe, Town Hall Tapes number 18. Is that correct? Yeah, we're old enough to buy a drink. <laughs> OK. Uh, and the rest. How's your father? So we have got um, a couple of stories for a Sunday evening listening. We're going to slip your way. Uh, and please give us a running order. Uh, so this evening we are talking about uh, a strike over paying conditions at the National Maritime Museum in Greenwich. And talking of drink, we'll be talking about a pub in Brixton called the Canterbury Arms, or a pub that used to be there. Yeah, it makes me feel thirsty, uh, a little bit nostalgic as well. But please first now we'll do elaborate more on the, the, the National Maritime Museum and um, a bit of a kerfuffle with some strike action. Yes, uh, this has been going on for a little while now. Um, we are we are talking on Sunday evening. Yesterday, Saturday, uh, there was a strike at the National Maritime Museum, uh, or it's, it's the former Royal Museums Greenwich, which runs the National Maritime Museum, Royal Observatory, Cutty Sark and Queen's House. Um, they recently kind of had an internal reorganisation there and have changed their workers' paying conditions. Uh, a lot of the front of house assistants feel particularly hard done by uh, by this there. Uh, the, the hours during the day in which they can be called into work have lengthened. Uh, they no longer have paid breaks and they are still only on minimum wage. They're only on about seven fifty an hour. Um, so not even so, a London living wage. This is the actual minimum wage itself, which basically if you're living in uh, anywhere in Greater London is impossible to try and survive on. Exactly. Yeah. So there's no it's, it's not a particularly lucrative place to work in, unfortunately. Um and uh, just to rub insult into injury, the, uh, the the guy that that runs it, Kevin Fuster, earns over one hundred and forty thousand pounds a year. Fancy that? Um, you fancy that? So yes. Yeah, so on Saturday, uh, some of these uh, workers there, who are represented by the Prospect Union, uh, walked out on strike um, to coincide with the uh, uh, Chinese New Year celebrations that were taking place there. To and they they say they don't want to disrupt the museum. Uh, they just want really to draw attention to their plight. Um, and an interesting thing has been going around local Labour parties about this because um, a motion has been circulated around. It was first uh, came from the Greenwich West branch party. That ward covers the National Maritime Museum and the Royal Museum's Greenwich attractions. Um, basically uh, demanding that Greenwich Council basically support yeah. these the strikers. Uh, you know, that it wants Greenwich Council to make clear to the management that their refusal to pay the London living wage is out of line with all other major London museums and risk damaging the effort, the image of Greenwich, the tourist attraction. Uh, and basically to, to use it as you know, a way to promote getting businesses to pay workers in the borough a decent wage. Now, this is it's an awkward dispute for Greenwich because Greenwich um, prides itself on being a living wage borough. Mm-hmm. However, they do. The council and councillors do work very closely with Royal Museums Greenwich on promoting Greenwich as the tourist destination that it is. Um, there, uh, the um, Kevin Fuster, the boss of the Maritime Museum, is on the board of a company called Visit Greenwich, um, along with a couple of Greenwich councillors. Visit Greenwich's job is to uh, promote Greenwich as a tourist attraction. So they're very close organisations. So this is a bit awkward for them. 
Yeah, so the council, it seems, does have some some leverage over rural museums. Um, are they likely to, to, to use this and to actually try and improve the, the pay for the workers? I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. There's not very many council meetings left before the elections. Um, it's very it's very interesting one because I think this is something that's felt very much in the north of the borough of Greenwich, um, whereas perhaps the, the power in Greenwich Council is uh, more in the south of the borough around Eltham, people close to the MP Clive Efford. This dispute may feel a little bit more distant to them. So I don't know. This is going to be an interesting one to watch, I think. This is the Town Hall Tapes. So um, this is a very short town hall tape. So as we approach the last orders bell, we're talking about the Canterbury Arms. The scene I remember once of the famous slightly tipsy Metro Nobbers recording we did uh, a few years back. <laughs> time, gentlemen, please. Time, gentlemen. Indeed. So the Canterbury Arms, uh, as was in Brixton, uh, I've, mm. had, I've had many a dance with you there, Daryl. And, and, yes. and other people, it must be said. This is a very strange story. And I have to really um, um, introduce this by saying... I'm not entirely sure what's going off, to be honest. <laughs> so I don't want to nail down any firm journalism credentials here, but really just to update what's been happening. And so what we do know is that Lambeth Council has emerged in the past couple of weeks, uh, wants to spend half a million pounds buying back the site of the demolished Canterbury Arms in Brixton uh, from a developer called May Developments Limited. This is all about the Brixton Central Master Plan, which seems to be shifting almost week by week. It's this mm. part of the town which is caught up with International House, the big, tall, red brick building by Brixton Rec. Brixton Rec itself, which we know is, is hopefully sound and isn't going to change at all. Um, and the loss-making pot Brixton, we must say, the loss-making pot Brixton. Ooh. So planning permission was given uh, to redevelop the Canterbury Arms site, basically bulldoze it and build some new residential accommodation back in May 2014. Uh, and then uh, a few months later, or November in, in the same year, the developer made developments. They came back begging. They wanted to change their initial planning commission from 31 uh, units to 37, with only 19% being so-called affordable housing. Hmm. And, of course, Lambeth Council agreed to this. Uh, and then we had the very, very sorry sight of which Mike Urban documented in great detail on Brixton Buzz of this beautiful, ornate Victorian boozer being demolished in a matter of weeks. Um, well, I'll put a link into the pictures. It's a very distressing thing to see. This was in February 2016. I think we just can't you know, emphasise just what a beautiful pub it was and what a fantastic community pub it was for the local community and a wider community and music fans across London. Exactly. It, it was it was it was this wonderful Victorian boozer. Um the times where you and I went and others mainly it's for a Friday night for the how does it feel nights. We'd go in there into one side of the bar early. There was lots of old boys, Brixton characters watching the sport, having a um, um a cheap pint, a uh, lots of conversation going, and then you could like nip through the next door and you were into some early 80s in the shoegazing scene it was a very the guinness was fabulous yeah it was a very accepting place yeah mm. but this development so after it was demolished um it just seemed to stall it stalled and in its place we had pop fields mm. so pop fields was the uh, next brainwave from the loss making pop brixton uh this is basically an outdoor piss-up beer garden it was a place where you could watch on a big screen you could watch sport you could drink beer Sounds very much like the old Canterbury Arms. 
although £5 a pint at Potfields wasn't quite the price that you and I paid for our Guinness back in the Canterbury. And I bet the company was less convivial than it was in the Canterbury. <laughs> so um, this brings us up to date now. So in the past week, um, a report has been presented to Councillor Matthew Bennett, who is the uh, Progress Cabinet Member for Regeneration and Jobs. And he's mm-hmm. been asked to sign off a report, um, um, which, which says, it says, the detail I can really try and get out of it says, the 2016 permission has not been implemented as it was superseded by further discussions between the council and May Developments to explore the potential of combining the site and the adjacent market traders' car park. So this half a million pounds Lambeth wanting to actually spend on the site itself, it's worth an awful lot more than that. And I can't see the developer giving it up for half a million pounds. Um, I suspect there is some form of land swap taking place here. So I guess the developer will get to build their 19% affordable um, um, units somewhere else. And Lambeth get this key bit of land. But for what purpose? I don't know. Yeah, it's all baffling and they should just get the bloody pub in the first place. Yeah, um, I should follow the story um, on Brixton Buzz, so please do follow me there. I'm on Twitter, I'm Jason underscore Cobb. Dabble, we can find you. And you can find me on 853london.com, on Twitter at 1974, and sometimes in the Blythe Tavern in Catford, where Eamon from the Canterbury now works. I didn't know that. Thank you for listening. Yeah. This has been Town Hall Takes Number 18. We're in the iTunes store. We're on Acast. Please do rate, review, subscribe. Good evening. Cheerio. You have been listening to the Town Hall Tapes. The crazy world of local government.